Hey there, special educator. Before we dive into today's episode, I have something exciting to share with you. If you've ever struggled with writing impact statements for your IEPs, and let's be honest here, what special educator hasn't found themselves at some point staring at a blank box and a blinking cursor wondering what in the world to type? My free guide is just what you need to get those brain juices flowing. Introducing Impact Statement Mastery, your step-by-step guide to writing personalized IEPs. This free guide is designed to help you craft impactful, personalized statements with ease. You'll get expert tips and strategies, easy-to-follow formats, and real-life examples that bring theory to life. It's absolutely free and a must-have for every special education teacher and related service provider. To get your copy, just visit www.spedprepacademy.com slash impact statements, or check the link in the episode description. Now let's get started with today's episode. You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the SPED Prep Academy podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer, and this is episode 134. Have you ever wondered what in the world you would do without your paraprofessionals? Actually, you've probably experienced not having them there to help, whether they were out sick with a child or sick themselves, whether they had left the position or you were just shorthanded for some reason or another, not having a full staff to run a special education department can be incredibly challenging. The absence of paraprofessionals leaves special educators and students with a void. The invaluable support that they give from providing personalized instruction and behavior management to assisting with daily living skills and facilitating smooth transitions becomes glaringly apparent when they are not there. And that's why it's so important to appreciate and recognize the efforts of these unsung heroes in order to maintain a thriving and inclusive educational environment. And one effective way to ensure that you have a successful partnership with your staff is by getting to know them both professionally and personally. So I implemented this strategy about five, six, uh, seven years ago. Time goes so fast, but it definitely helped the group of us become more of a team unit where everyone felt valued, everyone felt heard, and everyone felt appreciated for their strengths and not judged for their weaknesses. What I implemented was a paraprofessional interest survey. Just like any other survey, a paraprofessional interest survey or questionnaire is a valuable tool used in educational settings to gather insights about the interests, strengths, weaknesses, and personal preferences of those who support our students. By administering this survey, you can aim to better understand the individual qualities and aspirations of each one of your paras, fostering a collaborative and working relationship. This survey typically includes questions about areas of expertise, preferred tasks, and communication preferences. The survey should be specific to you. It should be specific to your program and the situation of you, the individual teacher. So why should you use a para-interest survey? Well, there are several reasons why a paraprofessional interest survey is beneficial. First of all, it helps build rapport and understanding between teachers and paraprofessionals. By understanding their interests, their background, their experiences, teachers can foster a collaborative environment and create meaningful relationships. Second, the survey enables teachers to identify the unique strengths and skills of each paraprofessional. 
This information can then be utilized to assign tasks and responsibilities that align with those abilities, ultimately benefiting both the parent and the students. And third, personalized professional development opportunities can be provided to paras based on their interests and professional goals. Ultimately, a para survey serves as a powerful means to deepen the connection between teachers and paraprofessionals, leading to enhanced collaboration and improved outcomes for students. Now, I have created mine, and I have it in Google Forms, but you can do it in whatever format you want. You can do it digitally. You can do it paper, pencil. In fact, I I have done a combination of both where I had a para who did not like technology. It wasn't her strength. And so I wasn't going to force her to try to figure out a Google form. So I had her just do it on paper pencil. And and then I took that data and put it into the computer myself. So it's up to you, the format that you use. I will say that using it digitally allows you to, to see it all, see all the results there in one document. You can turn it into a Google sheet and you have, um, all of that information right there at your fingertips that you can manipulate and play with. But the questions that you ask is that's up to you. It's up to your department. It's up to your needs. So the questions that I ask, um, I start with, you know, pretty basic ones, your name, your, your favorite drink of choice, your favorite snack of choice, your favorite subject to work with. I want to know what subjects they, they feel strongest in. I don't want to put somebody in a math inclusion class if they absolutely hate math and don't understand it. That would be detrimental to the student and that would make the para unhappy as well. So I want to try to figure out where where they want to be, what's going to make them happy in their job. And then I ask questions about do do you like to go on field trips or would you rather stay at the school during field trips? Do you like to um, assist at lunch or would you rather not? Are you comfortable with, with toileting or would you rather not? Now I know what you might be thinking is that these questions might not be an option for the para, especially if you only have one para or two, then some of these things you're not going to want to put on there because it's not, it's not a, um, option of whether they they get to or not it's a matter of need and they they this is going to be part of their job expectations but i will tell you that if this is part of their job expectation it should also be part of your job expectation if you're having your paras or your staff do things that you absolutely don't want to do yourself if you're always doing having them do the toileting tasks and you never take your turn that's going to show them that that you don't value them as an equal and you feel that you're above them. And that's going to cause a lot of issues in the future. So other questions that I have on mine are, do you consider yourself crafty? I want to know if they are going to be my go-to person for bulletin boards. I like to get an idea for their discipline style. I have questions on there about that. I like to know the level of student that they want, that they prefer to work with. Do they like the the students with a learning disability where they're going to be in inclusion classes? Or do they like to work with those students who have more significant needs? And then I also like to have them summarize some of the, the policies and the rules and the expectations that I have so that I know that they have a very good understanding of what those are. So I have them summarize the dress code policy. I have them summarize the cell phone policy. I have them summarize their attendance policy. Whatever it is, it's yours. You get to create it. You get to ask the questions that you want to know the answers to. And so through this questioning, you can begin to understand what makes them feel vulnerable and what makes them feel valued. 
So you're going to want to introduce this survey and tell the purpose of it intentionally. Explain the importance of the survey in creating a supportive work environment and share the benefits of using the survey, such as personalized assignments and professional development opportunities. And it's really important to not just tell your staff to complete the survey without explaining the reason for it and your hopes for the outcome. And then once you have all the data collected, I like to schedule one-on-one meetings with each paraprofessional to discuss these responses. I want to seek clarification. I want to ask follow-up questions and encourage open dialogue to deepen the understanding of their preferences and aspirations. I'm going to tailor the assignments and responsibilities that I've gathered to assign tasks and responsibilities that align with each pair's interests and skills. I'm also going to consider their desired areas of professional growth and provide opportunities for them to excel. And then when it gets to the time when you are not able to honor their requests, you need somebody to go on a field trip and the person that doesn't like going on field trips is going to have to go, then then that's when you get to engage in open communication, acknowledge their feelings and provide support as they tackle that that challenging task or that task that they don't want to do. You know, say something like, I, I know you don't like going on field trips, but I really need you to go today. I have three meetings I'm not able to attend. The other parent that usually goes on field trips, her dad is, is ill. So I really need you to step up and, and go on this field trip. Just have those open, honest conversations. And then always promote further teamwork by taking your turn doing these non-preferred tasks. Like I said earlier, you're, never expect your staff to do something that you are unwilling to do yourself. And then throughout the school year, regularly check in with paras to assess their progress and offer ongoing support. Identify the relevant professional development opportunities that are aligned with their interests and career goals. These check-ins are essential to maintaining open lines of communication, and they can ensure that paras feel valued and heard. It's also important to be proactive in identifying relevant professional development opportunities that align with their interests and career goals. If you have a para who has asked to help them learn fractions, you're not going to have that same PD for every para because not every para is going to need that. Not every para needs the same trainings, just like not every teacher needs the same training. We've got to individualize what resources and supports you provide based on the unique needs and aspirations of the individual para. Remember that this survey is a dynamic tool. And as the journey progresses, interests may evolve and new strengths may emerge. So stay attuned to these changes and adjust your support accordingly. If you need to give the pair, give the interest survey throughout the middle of the school year, because things have changed, go right ahead. If you get a new para, make sure that they're taking this as well and adjust the schedule as needed. So if you need a starting point, if you if you have no idea where to start to create your schedule, I do have an editable survey. For me, being told how to do something is great, but showing me something is what seals the deal. I'm a very visual learner. I have to be able to visualize, visualize how I can use it within my department, and then I can edit it and make it my own. So if you're like me, I want to show you what an interest survey looks like. I have a template that I created years ago, and I edit it and tweak it each year to meet my needs. You can find that template in my TPT store. I'll link it in the show notes. So by utilizing a para-interest survey, teachers can support paraprofessionals in special education classrooms effectively. You get to understand their interests, their skills, and their aspirations, which allows for personalized assignments, it fosters collaboration, and it promotes professional growth. 
by creating a paraprofessional interest survey that genuinely reflects the essence of each staff member, we can begin a transformative journey of understanding and empowerment. This survey lays the foundation for a supportive and collaborative work environment where the paras can embrace their true potential and become an integral part of the team. So I hope that this new school year is the year that you're going to implement this. I feel like it has been a game changer for my program, and I want the same for you. Working with paraprofessionals might is probably one of the most difficult aspects of our jobs. So anything that we can find that's going to make that just a little bit easier is always something that I'm looking for. So I hope that you find this beneficial. Thanks for sticking with me until the end. I can tell that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love it if you'd head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.